This is Messenger Insight, a podcast program brought to you by Oklahoma Baptists and the Baptist Messenger. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to this special podcast episode. I'm Brian Hobbs, your host. Pleased to be joined with two great brothers here, Jace Hargrove, who serves as the pastor of Carter First. Hey, Jace. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. And and Mike Wall, who serves with Oklahoma Baptists in the area of global missions. Gentlemen, thanks for, for coming on today. So we're just on the heels of the Let's Go Conference event. Mike, how did it all go? What was it all about? Yeah, we were really excited. Uh, it went really, really well. We had uh, about 30 in attendance for our very first Let's Go Conference. So really excited about that, especially in December. Yes. And uh, we had uh, different speakers come in. Jace was one of those. And it's Let's Go is designed for churches that really want to begin doing missions. So we kind of go from square one all the way to the end of what it's like to get your, your church on mission overseas. And had really great uh, speakers and participants. And it just went really, really, really well. That's outstanding. And I love the how practical it is. And any church of any size can plug right in and get on the mission field. And one of the emphasis was how doing missions abroad propels a healthy church and an on-mission church at home. And really, Jace, that's, that's, we want to share what God's doing in your part of the state on that. And can you tell us how you got to serve where you're at and some of the things God's doing? I was just uh, pulpit supplying one. Danny Ringer, our director of missions, left First Baptist Elk City. He had been my associate pastor and called me and said, would you be willing to pulpit supply? And I said, sure. So kind of the end of 2017 through 18, I spent most of my Sundays pulpit supplying um, around our area in the, in our association. And anyway, um, 2018, that summer, I went to Carter for the first time. Never been to Carter. Preached for them, and they asked me that day, would you be our pastor? And I said, no, I'm not called to be a pastor. I'm just going to pulpit supply. Well, you know how God works. A lot of times you say no. So I preached on and off from July till about October. And then I was at another church I'd love to preach at at Eastside Baptist, but I couldn't hardly focus because I was wondering what's happening at Carter. Hmm. So I talked to my wife, and I told her, I said, you know, I feel like God's pulling me this way. And Robin said, you will be a thorn in a Southern Baptist church's side. She goes, you don't play by the rules. You don't act right. She said, uh, and I said, well, you need to come check this out. So she come with me the very first Sunday. And after we left church at Carter and we're driving home, she said, you've always beat to your own drum. And she goes, they're playing the same song. Wow. And she said, I think this might be. So we agreed in December to intern for three months and because I didn't know if I could, I, I could come up with sermons every Sunday. I, you know, being bivocational, I didn't know what that looked like. So by February, my, our answer was yes. God's answer was yes. And we just picked up and there we went. So That's incredible. And I got to hear you talk the other day. Since that happened, it sounds like your feet haven't hit the floor. You have just been on mission. God is steering we, y'all we full have. steam. Well, when I asked the little church, I said, what is your vision? What do you want to mm-hmm. see? And there were six or eight people at that little meeting. And Miss Faye, who is about 80, she's in her 80s now, she mm-hmm. said, uh, we want to see young people come to this church, but we don't know what we're doing. She said, we're going to get out of your way. We're going to let you do what you what God leads you to do. If we need to change, we'll change, and we're going to pray. And I said, okay. And they meant it. As we started to grow, they had four of them had the largest Sunday school room, and I needed it. 
So for our youth, and they went up and moved classes. They were willing to give it up. They just kept every time we try to pour into them, they said, no, pour into these kids, these young people. And I believe having that heart behind us, God giving me a little bit of vision, thinking outside the box, but put me with people that weren't scared. They said, we knew we are going to dry up. Carter's got 198 people in the town. Um, we're the last church. There's no the convenience store quit selling gas. Um, there's not much in Carter. It's oilfield community, farming community. Most people drive to Elk City to work, and they go to school at Elk City Marriage Sentinel. So mm-hmm. they knew if we don't do something, we're going to have a town without a church. And, and, and the heart of the people was ready to move. Hmm. So when God gave me crazy kind of goofy ideas or we went out of the box, they said, hey, let's go. And they they funded it. They got behind it 100%. And we've really took off since then. So that is so awesome. You mentioned some unusual or thinking outside the box. What what were the types of things you all tried to do to just reach people and reach your community, Jace? One thing they were really good at before I got there was on Halloween night they did soup and sandwiches. Okay. They just opened it up. They said, "Let's feed you," because Carter's still a town that the little kids can go door to door trick or treating. Mm-hmm. And it opened the door. Families come in. They sat down, they ate, they didn't have to plan dinner, and it really opened a door for us to visit with them. So that was one they were already doing. And then after COVID hit, um, we a local, our local radio station had an online fishing tournament. Okay. And a lot of our kids participated, and they loved it. And uh, one Sunday, one of our little old men had found, he was from Louisiana, he found a place in Elk City to buy frog legs. And he was so excited about being able to buy frog legs. And I said, Sam... Why buy them? We've got boys in our church that catch them every week. And uh, after the fishing tournament and that, it's like God laid on my heart, do a frog gigging tournament. Yeah. And yeah. nobody does that. <laughs> I called a game warden. He laughed. He goes, I don't know if anybody does it. We didn't want to do a coyote contest because a local shop did it. A local guy did a pig hunting contest. And we didn't want to jump in on anybody. thought, well, nobody does this. So mm-hmm. there we went. We started it the first year. Um we turn them loose on Friday night. They come in, get the rules, two-man teams, it's free, and they go out and hunt all night long. And they catch a two-man limit and weigh them in at 9 o'clock the next morning. We take the frogs. We don't tell them what they weigh. We, uh, But they have to come back on Saturday night to the festival. And, yeah. of course, we cook them. We feed them. We got inflatables for kids, for families. But then we share the gospel. And that's the whole point of that deal. We're using the frog gigging to reach our community, but the main goal is Saturday night sharing the gospel. That's yep. why we don't let them know what they weigh. They've got to be back to win the prizes if they don't show up. And we give some pretty good prizes for this. We give winners get belt buckles and $500 a piece at a local wow. outdoor store. And if wow. there's enough entries, we do second and third. And then we give handmade knives away for the one biggest frog. But the first year we had about 200 people showed up at the festival and, and – We've had it three years, and last year we had over 350 people wow. there in a town that only has 198 people in it. So people, are, because of that, they're getting to reach the gospel. That is incredible. Yeah. Wow. And you're not just ministering here, though that's incredible and, and great. You've, you've gone abroad. You've, you've taken missions abroad. Could you mm-hmm. tell us about some of that? Yeah, sure. We looked up, and we had, sent, we had done the local deal of the frog gig, and we'd helped our association at an associational rodeo. Um, we had sent out a lady in our church had gone to some camps um, for special needs in Alabama, and we'd gone to Co- over Colorado, and we thought, we're real close to Acts 1-8 church. We're real close to that model of yes. taking it. And we, we hadn't been around the world, and it never dawned on me to call the IMB or Oklahoma Baptist. All I did was start praying. 
in uh, how to get overseas. And then uh, after about a few weeks, uh, Danny Ringer, again, director of missions, calls me and says, hey, Western Oklahoma Baptist is going to Panama. They've got a couple seats left. Do you want to go with me on a vision trip? And I said, I'm in. Let's go. Wow. That very Sunday, a man named Ernest Ahabe walked in our church. And Ernest is a missionary from Cameroon that has come to the United States um, out of high school, got his degree, was living the American dream, um, working for, I think, Coca-Cola and Ford. And then God called him back to Cameroon, full-time missions. And he walked in our church and said, I'd been here 20, 30 years ago, and I didn't even know if this church still existed. So we had a brief conversation. Um, our church went through. I went to Panama in 21, into 21, and come home, planned a trip. And Carter in 22 took your very first trip to Panama. It was Carter's very first overseas mission trip. But then as soon as I got home, I got back in contact with Ernest, and we went to talking. And that same year, not only did we go in 22 to Panama, we ended up in Cameroon. Wow. And, uh, and then – come home from Cameroon, Mike, he calls, sends out a text, hey, who wants to go to Nicaragua? I just preached on saying yes that very Sunday. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just home. I've spent money. I'm like, nah, this don't make any sense, but how can you just preach to your congregation yeah. and say no? So I said, let's go. And God knitted our hearts, and we've been on the, we've been on the run again. We're headed. We've been to Panama three times, headed back in April, and headed to Nicaragua for the second trip, and we're headed back to Cameroon this year. I love it. And then all, we've got a lady in our church also goes on medical missions, and she's been to Mexico and Nicaragua within the same time frame. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. That's incredible, Jace. Well, Mike, pick up right there where you get synced up with Jace here. What's that? T- talk about some of that and that dynamic and what you've seen. Yeah, it was really fun when uh, I first— uh, had the privilege of uh, leaving Global Missions here, uh, Danny Ringer uh, said, you got to meet Jace. Yeah. And so I called him, and uh, we started texting. And before I know it, I'm at his church doing a uh, meeting all the pastors in their association. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. When I pulled into Carter for the first time, uh, I didn't know where it was. And I pulled into this little place, and it was getting me a little Coke. And uh, the lady said, well, you're not from around here, are you? I said, nope. And I, she goes, well, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm out here to see a guy named Jace Hargrove. Do you know him? And she said, oh, yeah. She said, <laughs> he's revitalized our town. Wow. And she started telling me about the frog gigging contest. Now, I'm from Oklahoma City, so I had to think about, you know, what is actually frog gigging. <laughs> uh, but Jace says uh, he's been uh, doing a lot of tutoring for me on ha- what, what the country life is like. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And so, uh, but God, you know, as Jay said, he really just knitted our hearts. And um, uh, we've been serving on uh, our missions. And Jace is on our uh, statewide global missions team as well. And what I'm excited about, what he's doing is he's taking, he and his, his church, they're taking Let's Go all over Western Oklahoma. Outstanding. Um, I'll go to some of them mm-hmm. just to deliver things and be there as a support, but he and his church uh, are going to be leading those. Wow. And so uh, real excited for Jace just to grab that, see the vision for that. Uh, as, as we roll uh, Let's Go conferences uh, throughout our state and it allows... Uh, us and our team to be focused on other parts of our great state of Oklahoma as he's just literally taken all of Western Oklahoma uh, Western Oklahoma over so I couldn't be more thrilled about that for him 
That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Something I want to ask both of you, you know, you've seen the look on people's faces. They go on maybe their first overseas mission and then they come home. What's that transformation like? What does that do when they set foot back home to their vision for all this and energy? That's probably been the biggest thing is growth in our church mm-hmm. is once we went on missions for the first time, I, there was only two of us that ever been. And what they learned and what we saw them do, not only on the field, there were special stories that I could talk for hours about that. But when they come home, it was like, we can do the same thing in Carter. Yeah. And that's kind of what we've done. That's part of our, our Panama trip is some of the best indigenous missionaries I've ever seen. And they really don't need our help to share the gospel. They need our help and funding to be there. So I take our newbies, mm-hmm. so to speak, down there. And then missionaries know they're there to train them. So that's our training is we go on missions to learn how to be missionaries. But I've had two groups down there, and every group that's come home has used what they learned there in Carter. Wow. And you see growth not only in that individual, but our churches start to explode. And they're doing the same thing at home that they learned overseas. And one of the things we partnered with them is our indigenous missionaries don't have the opportunity to go around the world. So we go down there and let them pour into us because we've got the opportunity to take it to other places. And then we come home after we've been trained. We come home, and in the next trips, these people are just ready to go. Their answer becomes maybe on the first one to just yes. They don't care where it's at. Let's go. Let's wow. go. So I love it. You Mike. know, Brian, as we were developing um, send one, take one, be one, um, the be one came very natural because after you go on the short-term mission trip, you just automatically come back and begin to practice the things that you learned. Yeah. And we're also strategic with that. We help people on the end of our short-term trips to think of, okay, what is your ministry plan? What are you going to do when you get back? What have you learned from here that's going to make you a better minister when you get home? And so that part of our B1 came really natural because once people go on mission, uh, they can they can come back and they're missionaries everywhere they go. I love that. So uh, I wanted to ask you to unpack that, uh, the, the send one, take one, be one. Of course, people can go to oklahomabaptist.org, find out about this, how to get plugged in. I love that it it's, it's really at any point, even if you have one person in your church ready to go, what does that look like? How can I get plugged in? But can you elaborate on that point, that motto that, real quick? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna absolutely. jump in there real yeah, fast. Yeah, you go, Jason. That, that's kind of actually what happened to me. Okay. I mean, I, I I had been on a mission trip before, but as a pastor, not knowing Terry Riles from Western Oklahoma Baptist, they took one. They took me, but Carter sent one. They sent me to go and see. And then when I come home, what did I do? I took one, yeah. or actually took seven. But yeah. I come home ready to take another one. And, and if Terry and them had been closed and said, no, we're only taking Western Oklahoma Baptist, or no, we're only taking Carter First Baptist, you know what I mean? Then it doesn't grow. But because they took me, and then I kind of I become one, but then I come home and took some more. And now, like us, we're gonna, we always are going to start offering seat or two on the bus, so to speak, that, hey, yeah. we want to take you from another church and hope the same thing happens. Yeah, Great. So, you know, um, this last year, my wife and I have had the privilege of just going to churches all over the state. Uh, every Sunday, we've just been showing up at different churches. We don't even really tell them we're coming. We just go. And one of the things that God really began to show us 
uh, it didn't matter what size church, it didn't matter where we were in our state, there were individuals in these churches that once they kind of figured out who we were, they would come up to us and they would say, you know, we would love to go on a trip somewhere. And so uh, as my wife and I were just listening to these people, God just really seemed to place on our heart and our team's heart, hey, there are people all over our state that want to go. And so we want to, we have been working really hard in 23 to provide a, an infrastructure where any member in any church, no matter how big, no matter how small, has the ability to go on a short-term mission trip. So we're asking all of our churches to look at your congregation, pray about who you're to send, uh, let us know who that person is, and we will get them on a short-term mission trip. And you even have – oh, go ahead, no. Jason. One yeah. of the things that I shared with them in the very first time I ever went, I went to Russia with First Baptist Elk wow. City. Being from a small town and I haven't traveled, I'd only flown one short time. I was more scared of the flight and the travel <laughs> to get to Russia than I was – I didn't mind sharing the gospel. I just like, you get me there. So that's one of the things about Send One. A lot of people yeah. in the rural areas may not have traveled overseas. So let us walk you through that process. Let us take you along with us. Um, I'm working with Eastside Baptist right now with their pastor, and he's actually the team leader going to Panama in April, but I'm walking alongside of him teaching him how to take a team. So hopefully when he comes back, he has that confidence that, hey, it's not hard to get to Panama. I can get down there again the second time because that's what they did with me. I mean, and it's – some of that takes some of the fear maybe out of the travel that you don't know how to get on the plane or miss your plane or how this works. Let us take you and teach you, and then you'll come back ready to go back to that place or somewhere else. I love that. That's actually a point I really wanted to get to is you've sort of removed some barriers to entry that sometimes stop someone from just saying, yes, I will go. And I love that because there's there's different tiers of trips as far as level of far away or difficulty maybe um, was that intentional with those different tiers? Mike? Yeah, absolutely. Brian, here's the thing. We want to make it harder for you not to go than to go. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And we, uh, and, and we get that. We understand that, you know, sometimes getting over to another part of the world can be scary and intimidating. Um, but you know, that's the beauty of us all working together, especially as Southern Baptist. And, uh, that's what I love about the take one. Um, you know, missions is not new to Oklahoma. Oklahoma has been sending missionaries everywhere for a long time. We have churches that are doing amazing trips and they have been ministering all over the world. And those guys and girls are now saying, hey, we want to take people with us. Uh, we love this. And so, uh, I'm so grateful for them, and they're my friends. Like I go fishing and hanging out with these people, and uh, they're very instrumental in helping us with the infrastructure to where anybody in the state of Oklahoma, no matter how young or how old, uh, are able to get on a mission trip. I love that. You know, you think about the earliest days of the disciples. You know that <clears throat> you didn't have to be a a professional or have years and years and years and years of, of training, you know, Christ sent them and they said yes and went and he equipped them and empowered. Jace, you got any stories from that, that stuff God did when you were overseas? Yes, I do. The, my, probably my favorite one is uh, a good friend of mine named Trent. He's okay. kind of, he, Trent's got an outlaw past. I'm going to leave it at that. We had to talk to the IMB a couple times to 
get him cleared to go. <laughs> um, he's a changed man, good friend of mine. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he even almost backed out on the trip. About a week before, Trent goes, man, I'm not a good enough Christian. And I said, dude, we sit down and talked, and we take Trent with us. And uh, we get over there, and we get to Hockey Panama, and there is another guy from Las Vegas, Nevada, that lives there now, married a lady. His name, and uh, anyway, Trent, because he's got a side-by-side ATV or whatever, UTV, Trent jumps in with him, and they go up the beach just riding. Just spend a yeah. day because that's what – I mean, that's what Trent does, runs the river at Carter. So he jumps up, and they go off on the beach. And after a day of that, Trent said, hey, we got to go to church. we got to be back. So he takes him back, and uh, he says, why don't you come to church with us? And uh, that's all he had to do with him, spend some time with him, ask him to come to church. Well, anyway, we come back there, and uh, the missionary said, ah, don't get your hopes up, Wayne. We've been after him. I mean, we're the only people that can speak English with him, but he won't come to church. Well, he did that day. He came with Trent. Mm. Uh, a couple months later, Danny had a team back in Panama Ringer, and he told us, he said, man, Wayne invited us to his house to have a Bible study and dinner. And then the following year, the missionaries were actually, our IMB missionaries come to Oklahoma. They were on their furlough. And about a week before they got to uh, Carter, they texted me and said, hey, Wayne, give his heart to the Lord. Hmm. And then we went wow. back. Trent didn't, didn't get to go back with me, but when I went back in July, I actually got to video Wayne. And, video, and he gives his testimony of how the missionaries from the United States would come to a place and how he had heard religion, but he never really understood Jesus. You know, and if Trent doesn't jump in there just to spend the day with him. The other side of the story that happened the same way about Trent, and in my first trip down there, God laid Trent on my heart. And it's like, I'm not coming back if I don't bring Trent. Trent told his testimony one night of being addicted to drugs and alcohol. And his wife told it with him and how they had even got a divorce due to the drugs and alcohol Mm. and got back together. But what they didn't know while they were sharing their testimony is one of the little godly ladies uh, that was indigenous. And her husband on my first trip was a guy that was real. He even helped baptize some people we saw. He had fell off the wagon and gone back to drinking. So when Trent told his story and Carrie told her story about loving Trent through all that until he turned around... They had gone all the way to Panama for for this little indigenous lady to learn and see that wow. that Trent ha- could be that her husband could come back to Christ. Her hu- and since then her husband has. But I, there was more when God laid him on my heart. There was more than just Wayne. It was like little outlaw from Carter that run up and down the river <laughs> had a big impact in Hockey Panama. And you know I, I just happened to get to be there along for the ride, get to see that. So I love that. That's that's so powerful. Yeah. God can use anybody. Yeah. I got to tell a story about Jace yeah. really fast. Yeah. We're in Nicaragua, <laughs> and, you know, I, I speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. And the, the translator looked at me in Spanish and said, you're going to have to help me with his English because I don't know a word what's coming out of his mouth. <laughs> I'm working on Mike's fourth language is redneck, so he's learning. I'm teaching him, so, yeah. Translate the translation. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I had to good. translate his English to English where she can understand it. That's good. <laughs> no, that's awesome, Jace. Well, how how could pe- someone's out here? They're listening to this. My, I want to take my first step. What, you know, what would you advise that person, whether they're a pastor or just a church member? G- give us a first step today. Yeah, if you're interested in going on a short term trip, call us. Yeah, uh, contact us, and we have either churches around that will take you, or I'm also leading entry level mission trips for anyone in our state, and we have those on our website. You can go. You can sign up for those. And uh, just come go with me. I would be honored to lead you in that. Yeah, and especially in Western, if people in Western Oklahoma, they kind of they know Carter. They some of them know me. They can holler at me, 
And Absolutely. if and I can get them in touch with Mike, or they can go with us at Carter. We're going we've got an entry level, we've got intermediate, and we've got one that's kind of a little sketchy. If if they yeah. want a real yeah. adventure, yeah, um, we're gonna we'll save some seats for anybody that wants to go. But Western Oklahoma, they can holler at us, and I'll be happy to visit with them or get them in touch with Mike. So man, that's awesome. And last, uh, I think we have a really exciting conference coming up uh, on April 5th and 6th. Okay. Yeah. We're partnering with the IMB. Uh, Brian Baldwin uh, was and I, uh, with Go Students and Global Missions and IMB, we're having a two-day conference. The first conference is kind of like our Let's Go, How Do You Lead Trips? But the second part is if you feel called to go overseas full-time, uh, the IMB will be there, we'll be there. Uh, it's a conference all day long for people that feel called to go and how to begin those first steps for you to go long-term. We want to do short-term, but we also want to send people long-term overseas. So this would be a great conference, uh, and you can also find that on all about that on our website. Perfect. Well, gentlemen, thank you for sharing today and encouraging yeah. us. And go to oklahomabaptist.org to find out more. And Pastor Jace, Mike, thanks again. Hey, thanks thank for you. having us. Blessings. This Messenger Insight has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. To subscribe, find us on Spotify, the iTunes Store, or your preferred podcast platform. Visit us at baptistmessenger.com today. Oklahoma Baptists, advancing the gospel together.